And we're doing a show already. They we're, were doing it. They were so afraid. Is that on? You're okay. doing two of these. They were so afraid that we would see each other before it started, like with the bride and groom. Like we oh, can't see each other before the ceremony, you know. Like, well, what was going to happen? It was going to ruin our wedding night if we saw each other before know, we started really? taping. <laughs> I mean, I am so thrilled to be here on really? the set of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> Which, uh, is this Magnolia or Boogie Nights? Because it's like... Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. Not specifically, but like P Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but... I don't know the difference. I yeah. I feel like at this moment you could explain it to me and then forevermore going forward in my life I would not have this problem. Paul Thomas Anderson now you say is Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights and, and Magnolia. That's Tom Cruise is in Magnolia? Yes. He plays the inspiration. I don't remember is it good? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember it. It's definitely very, it's like an actor's paradise, like monologues and stuff like that. And Wes Anderson is, I Rushmore. And... Asteroid City and... That's the uh, new one, Asteroid City, right? Yes. Okay. He's much more of... Uh, Homosexual? <laughs> no. Uh, well, I would say he's much more of uh, an artiste. He has his own style. <laughs> What's the other dude have? What, just a Super he 8 is, camera? He's, no, the, he's much more of a. I think I like Paul Thomas Anderson better. I think Wes. Name yeah. some other. Is is he? There's uh, another Anderson too. Jim, I couldn't do two. How am I going to do three? He did uh, kind of like he's British, and he's married to the woman who was. Uh, oh, uh, I know, Louis Anderson. Well, there's Louis Anderson. <laughs> no, Louis's gone, isn't he? Yeah, yes. Oh. God, what a sweet guy, right? Boy, it's been a tough time for comic deaths lately. Yeah. Is it? Does it seem more lately, or is it just because <laughs> there are people who I know and like and started with? So, like, you know, could be me next. Is that why it's Gilbert and and Norm Macdonald and Bob Saget and Louis yeah. and yeah, I mean, lots of. Good people, yeah, and I'm sure other dead people I should be mentioning, but yeah, um, no, there's tons of people. Is that do you think it was a lot lately, or is it just is that my just perception? I think that is a part of the comedian thing to die, <laughs> to be um, kind of reckless, and to be uh, really well, you know, not. More Sam Kinison or, no. you know, uh, kind of... I was going to say musicians are the reckless ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Robert Schimmel, you know, things kind Robert of... Robert Schimmel? But wasn't that cancer? That was, No, I think... Yeah, yeah I think it was cancer. Sure. I think it was ball yeah. cancer. Yeah, I think he got ball cancer, which is the scientific term for it. And then he... <laughs> And then he yeah. <laughs> died of something else, or maybe he didn't. But, I don't know. But, but there's a lot of people that. But don't you think? Die. Now maybe this is every. Maybe this is every community, every uh, profession, and I just know this because I'm in the comedic profession. Yeah. But don't you think comedians are a complete panoply across the board of every type? It's funny. Somebody at a party asked me the other night. They came up to me and said, this Russian girl, and she's like, I have a theory that only very smart people can be 
truly funny comedians. And I said, I've wished my whole life that was true, yeah. but it is not. Most comedians, I think, are pretty smart, but you definitely don't have to be smart. I'm sorry. You, uh, the, and to, certainly to be very successful as a comedian. Yeah. And I just think it runs the gamut. You also can yeah. be a great person, like Leno, and I know you're out with Jerry Seinfeld, great human beings, yeah. or you can be a total schmuck. Yeah. We've certainly had those. I, yeah. just, I just feel it's all across the board. I don't think there's a type. Well, I think comedians, you have to at least embrace, you have to have an understanding of a point of view. Right. You don't necessarily yeah. have to be the smartest person, but you have to be able or, to mine right, your, your a certain Your point of area. view can just be, I'm fat. <laughs> right. And that's fucking funny. Yeah. When I... Just call myself on it. Of course, if I did it, then it would be a, a hate crime. Right. Um, like, I can't really do, like, you're the, the genius of marriage jokes. Oh, really? Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we could talk about marriage the whole time here, but not only is there enough material for, like, a great comic like you to do it, but for, like, Almost every comic who's married has a wellspring of material about this subject. Oh, yeah. I do think that it's it's almost wrong for comedians to be married in that I think that, hmm. you know, like even when any comedian gets married, you're kind of like, why would you do that to that person? Do you know what I mean? Cause there I, do is... I know what you mean? I've always, I've always said the same thing. Like, I understand why poor people get married, but celebrities? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it is, there is something about, I never, you know, I don't know. I never imagined that I'd be a comedian. So the whole thing of I never imagined I'd be married and have five kids, I didn't imagine that either. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it's, but, you know, here we are in your, like, in your wildest dreams. I mean, the success that you've uh, encountered in your career, did you imagine that? Um, well, <laughs> it's funny. When I think of <clears throat> what I imagined as successful, it always just goes along with masturbation. Because, like, when I was 12 years old and masturbating, what was I thinking about when I was masturbating? That I had a talk show and that it made me very attractive to girls. But yeah. like, because I was 12, the talk show was literally like in a tent in my backyard. Oh, that's that, so interesting. That was my fantasy that like, uh, because I had to find a way to be realistically <laughs> attractive to like the women who I was jerking off about who were like, the hotties of the day, like Anne Margaret or um, Judy Karn or, you know, Marlo Thomas were going to come over to my backyard and fuck a 12-year-old. <laughs> but I had a talk show. I was a 12-year-old talk show host. So, I, you know, to answer your question, I think I've been thinking about it a long time. Do you think that there is something <laughs> about comedians that... We are, because, you know, like, you always hear the musicians, ah, I wanted to get the go, so I learned how to play the guitar. <laughs> is, the, is, that, yeah, yeah. is that kind of like comedians are like, they get attention from laughs, 
in school they they have a taste for the 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 power and the authority and then they're like oh there's an occupation where it could even be more because i do think that there is a a transformative experience in how someone treats you when you become successful yeah but i think if i think when we start out dreaming like if you're like i guess you thought you wanted to be a comic when you were a kid right absolutely okay so we're kids yeah we're dreaming about that maybe yours wasn't as sexually interwoven as mine was but you know just where my balls led me was like and i also liked being funny my father was a funny living room comedian yeah uh you want to emulate that you see that making someone popular so yes it's all woven together what you have to learn at a certain point is that this dream my dream of like oh yes i'll be so funny i'll be so successful and then women like a rock star no that's not <laughs> music goes right to the pussy yeah. whereas a comedian you go through the brain yeah. so it's actually a good thing when you when you mature and you understand oh that actually saved me a lot of grief because you want to go through the brain yes yes absolutely <laughs> i mean with someone very hot but through the brain but it but at first you think oh yeah show business you know you think you're going to be jerry lewis in the nutty professor you know <laughs> stella stevens and wipe off the lipstick babe and slide yeah. over you know it's just going to be buddy love and and no it's 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 actually you're you're saved by that but what i was going to say is you know like ethnic people can't make fun of i mean you can't make fun of someone else's ethnicity but they can of themselves like i feel like i can't do marriage jokes where whereas married people married comedians i feel like have it, this wellspring of material that i cannot access even though i get submitted them sometimes by my writers right who are all married it's like but that's not me so first of all it doesn't ring true and if it's like me making fun of marriage that's not cool either because again right. you're not one of us so you can't make fun of it absolutely yeah and i feel as though there's even like people that complain about like you know i repeatedly say children are horrible and I, you yes. do too but it is <laughs> but you mean it but but there is also <laughs> Yeah, it's you know there is a, there's a different takeaway from it, in that I'm right. kind of like the the reason they're like the, my kids have ruined my life, <laughs> whereas like yours is more a theoretical theory that children are yours is more W C Fields yes correct. whereas mine yes. is right uh, you know guy with head in oven yes and also <laughs> it's kind of it's it actually reinforces that i'm a good father yes if i'm complaining it means i'm in the well, fight and also i mean you're you're totally right that i am on the outside of this tent pissing in i i marriage i feel like i can be a little more relatable because i have been in long term long term like a term like prison yeah what am i trying Your to say <laughs> i had an uh, extended sentence. Well, i haven't been in long relationships well for me long i mean three years five years you know the but you know you get the same flavor yeah. and you have the same problems of marriage is which is that <clears throat> you're with the same person 
communicating, seeing every day, same sex, you know, every, those are, that is the fundamental issue that is, I always think the, the part of marriage that's a difficult part is it, things grow stale, you can't help it, we're human beings. So I feel like I can relate to that. I know what that feels like and I know what problems that causes and then the different ways people have to try to solve that problem. I know men who like leave their wives after 20 years uh, are horrible, and I'm sure they are, but my question was always, as opposed to what? Okay, the love has gone completely out of this marriage. Mm -hmm. What are the options? To me, they would be suck it up, B, cheat, <clears throat> um, or C, leave. There's no good options here. Right, right. So you're saying, okay, leaving is not an option because that makes him evil or her it could happen the other way or darn so leaving is not good cheating i don't think is what we want but okay we're not allowed to do that either so suck it up <laughs> that's that's the answer is like you're you're not happy you're you're and i i've went through more than a few divorces with friends my age guys and yeah. you know i know how they feel they, like i could not they say i could not last one more day I, and the roots go deep in our relationship and blah, 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 and the kids, and I felt blah, 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 and they just, you know, had to get out. And then, of course, they marry the first girl who gives them a hand job after that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's also fascinating how the, there's the judgment for people that, that break up, and then there's also, there's, you know, and then some people have been married five or six times, and people don't have, like, you know, uh, Newt Gingrich, you know, he he really doesn't get that much blow. I mean, Trump's been married multiple times, and why both, there both is... Both three. What's that? Both three. Yeah, but, like, that's still, like a lot and and by the way i'll give a pass because culturally maybe they're you know the you know the first round it was this or the second round but it is you know that is a pattern yep and so why is but I, and i'm not even i don't even necessarily have a point i'm just saying i just think it's interesting how very interesting and how like, about people who marry the same person more than once that's really interesting yeah. Talk about, you know, Larry Miller had that great joke about it. It's like going in the refrigerator, taking out the milk, smelling it, and going, hmm, this is sour. Maybe it'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, some people just have to be married. That's the thing. They, they can't be alone. I think this all goes back to the personality that we were forged into us when we were two. You know, they, Freud said, or Erickson, one of them said, all our personalities are made very young and for some of us abandonment issues whatever it is some people cannot be alone so they always have to be with somebody then it becomes a thing of okay some people also cannot break that pattern of <clears throat> well you meet somebody if it starts to go well you you proceed down this this path we like each other now we're more serious now we're exclusive uh now i move in then we get engaged, then <clears throat> we get married, we have kids. Like It's a whole path you go down. And it, to me, it's like going down a river, it's a lovely trip, and then there's the falls. 
you know, because once you go, this is why I always say, I never go all the way to Baghdad. You know, I kick Saddam Hussein. <laughs> you're, you're more HW than out of, W, right? Out of Iraq, but I do not go all the way to Baghdad. And uh, You'll that, put in the no-fly zone. <laughs> that's right. But that's I, it. I, air, air cover, yes, but no ground troops. You'll get every country to join you <laughs> that's right. in I'm, that decision. Graded alliance building, but no ground troops. I just think it's, you know, it's the pottery barn rule. You break it, you bought it. But yeah, I think that's the deal. I kind of forgot what we were saying. Uh, but I don't think anyone knows what they're doing in relationship. They don't. We're all, and we're all so different. But I also think it's really interesting how, you know, and I don't even know if I'm using zeitgeist in the right way, where some people can get divorced and it is, devastating like people are critical of them and then some people get divorced and they're like oh well now that's 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 <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh totally like if yeah if uh prince harry and Meghan markle got divorced right now people would probably vilify her and feel sorry for him but we don't know what's going on why would really? you hear? I heard they're on the rocks. No, really? I don't know anything. Yes, I did, and I'd like to start spreading the rumor now. Well, but would, wouldn't you think that marriage is under a lot of pressure right now? Because they kind of fucked up their whole thing. You know, they kind of uh, went way too hard on um, we're victims, and they assessed the mood of their generation and America correctly in that we are lovers of victimhood. Yeah. But America did finally find a way to say, you know what, we love victims, but you two, we've just had a little too much of it. And you, to push us to that moment, I think well, it's I an achievement this, in itself. I had this joke about his... Uh, Dick? No, about his, <laughs> I guess his uncle or his grandfather? His grandfather's brother? You know, the guy that gave up Edward, who gave up being king. Of course. Well, and and how, like, everyone's been in love, and they're like, I would do anything for this person. But, like, after about three years, he was taking the garbage out, and he was like, <laughs> I, I could have, have been, been king. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, absolutely. And so, because even in the best relationships, that happens. So yes. I think that, yeah, there's probably yes, times you're talking where about like, you're talking about Queen Elizabeth's father. Yes. No, Queen or Elizabeth's uncle, uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Right. Queen Elizabeth's uncle. Queen Elizabeth becomes queen in 1952. Right. This is Edward. He abdicated in... Because he was just married a divorcee. Right. Divorcee. An American divorcee who, you know, not that looks is everything, but I wouldn't call her, you know, I, 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 I don't... Uh, I didn't see what the, like, physical attraction might have been. But, you know, I mean, Charles, I mean... Lady, uh, what's her, what's her Diana, name? Diana. He no, no, di no. The yeah. the one he's married to now. Um, oh yeah. You know, Camilla. Yeah, a, 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 uh, is it Camilla Cam Parker? Yeah. Isn't it Camilla Parker, Parker, Parker Bowles. Bowles? Yeah. Okay. You know the one who he said he wanted to be a tampon. Remember, do you remember this scandal? Yeah, but you know, I feel like that's. It's so funny that we're talking about this because this is like. This is their gossip. This isn't even our gossip. Right. I, I, I mean? I always think the same thing. Why are we so interested <laughs> in these motherfuckers? Right? 
but we don't have royalty except the Kardashians, so, <clears throat> you know. So I, are you friends with the Kardashians? Well, I'm, I always make this distinction in Hollywood, there's friends and friendly. Um, yeah. I'd be happy to be friends with them. Chris did this right where you're sitting, Chris and Jenner. we had a great time, yes. Yeah. Love her. Um, I don't know the other ones. They're very nice. You know, that's the thing about the Kardashians. They're, people say they're lucky. Well, <clears throat> there is some luck in every success. Um, I think they're more Armenian. You know, Armenians are kind of like the Jews of the Caucasus. You know, they're- Oh yeah, they're big readers. They have, what? They're the big readers. Big readers, <laughs> I you said breeders. <laughs> I said, well, that's a little racist. <laughs> Come on, we're, we're happy when people are breeding. No. Uh, there's, they got their own section of the old city in Jerusalem, the Armenians. Yes, they're, who doesn't in Jerusalem? No, but there's a whole quarter oh, that's I, an Armenian I, I, quarter. I have, that's the one exotic place I've been, and I know it well. We did yeah. religious there. And, oh, yeah. Um, yes, there's, but lots of people have their little, every sect from all these different sects with all their different funny hats. Yeah, the Mormons are there, too. The Mormons, the Christians, we were there... Christmas, we were filmed Christmas week. I remember coming back to the hotel, exhausted after a 12 hour day out on the dusty wherever we were. And there was a very, very skinny Arab kid in a Santa uniform in the lobby. <laughs> We'd been hired all day. Merry Christmas, my friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> So wait a minute. So, so, so your father was Catholic and your mother was Jewish. Correct. And uh, and uh, and I believe you've met my lawyer. Mr. Yeah, my Mr. first. Forgive joke. me, father. For yeah, uh, I believe you. Were you uh, in grade school watching the Tonight no, Show I when that. I came on, Jim? Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. What, what Johnny that? loved that one. Johnny was dope. Right. Johnny was who I wanted to be. Well, well. by the way, can we talk about this? By the way, I'm hijacking this show. I think that there's something really interesting that's, I mean, obviously we're in the middle of a strike, but oh. there, there, I mean, in the landscape of late night shows, and uh, I love all those guys, I, I do, but like the one that hasn't, because because the formula of real time is obviously it's it's a different it's less of a celebrity interview churn and burn thing, oh. but like it hasn't felt any of the effects of that. Like I think this strike is going to kill what we gr the late night show that why we grew the up strike on. killing it. I don't get it. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, why? because it's off the air, right? But. Why hasn't now? This is again no yeah. no knock on the guys who do it, but I don't I don't know how this art form has survived up until now. I mean, I understand why I'm on because I'm on yeah. HBO. It's an hour without commercials, and I mean, <laughs> sorry, it's just a lot more entertaining. It's a lot more edgy. It's a lot more unpredictable. It's and it's true talk. I get that. What I don't get is this era of watching who is still buying, what sponsors are sponsoring a show that's on after most people go to bed mm -hmm. in an era when you can do anything at any time. You know, you can watch anything. You get into bed, you can watch Netflix, you can watch HBO, you can watch YouTube, you can watch anything that was ever made or do video games. Even if you wanted to watch this 
late night stuff, wouldn't you watch it sometime when you could like, zip through the commercials or just see the stuff you like? It just seems so anachronistic. I don't know how it survives till now. It is interesting. I mean, the, I can see why the the personalities of uh, Jimmy or Jimmy or Gobert do work, though, because people develop a relationship. They want to hear Gobert's take about the day. They want to see. Uh, it's Jimmy. not a take. Those guys don't have takes. I have takes. What they, what they, I have a take on things. What they do is say exactly what a liberal audience wants them to say about that. That's not a take. Not, I mean, I'm not saying it's not sincere. I guess it is on their part. But even if it wasn't, that's what they would do. There's never a moment where you don't know exactly, oh, this is the correct point of view on that. The strike is a perfect example. Those guys would never go back... This strike could go on till uh, the 24th century. They would stay out. Um, there is, I feel for my writers. I love my writers. I'm one of my writers. Yeah. Uh, but there's a big other side to it. And a lot of people are being hurt besides them. A lot of people who don't make as much money as them in this um, bipartisan world we have where you're just in one camp or the other. There's no in between. You're either for the strike, like like they're fucking Che Guevara out there. You know, like this is Cesar Chavez lettuce picking strike, or you're with Trump. <laughs> you know, like there's no different. There's, there's only two camps, and it's much more complicated than that. It is, but I, I do feel like there is uh, a lot of the points, a lot of the grievances I, I kind of agree with. I do understand that they're getting uh, screwed a bit by the streamers, yes. Yeah, I mean, but it's a change, and you either, you know, it's like anything that is, you know, I believe in free market, but I also believe in trust and then verify, right? What does that mean? Meaning, you, you know, you don't trust, you know, like the reason, I mean, Zaslov made $400 million, uh, and I think the they're... They're looking for eighty million, for you know. It's like it's like they're gonna gr you know. You leave a kid in front of a bowl of marshmallows, they're gonna eat the marshmallows. <laughs> it's not like some grand thing. It's well, I don't know what you're saying. They're only asking for eighty million dollars. Well, I'm saying they're asking that, for a lot of things. They're asking are, for a lot that of are things like kooky, like what what I find objectionable uh, about the philosophy of the strike it seems to be they have really morphed a long way from 2007 strike where they kind of believe that you're owed a, a a living as a writer and you're not this this is show business this is a make or miss league and not everybody you don't think that like they should that streamers should reveal numbers so that they can oh maybe things? sure sure Oh, I'm not saying they don't have points. You don't maybe think that's that, what... like, these micro rooms are... I mean, the, the, well, we, the TV shows that we used to watch were 20, 22 episodes, 26 episodes, and... Uh, okay, but you're... This is... No, I know, I know things change, but what I'm saying is that, like, it, it's not just that. It's also these shows... You know, the life of a show is now two years. So I'm not saying that, like, hey, tough noogies, that's what happens. I'm saying that, like, if you're if they're making all their money 
if streamers are making all their money or someone's making all their money in the first year, then if if the writers are constructed, their deals are constructed on uh, working for a couple of years, and that's removed, then they should probably recalibrate how they get compensated. I don't disagree. There should be recalibration, and I think everybody else knows that. Not well, I think it's even scarier than what you're describing, because it's like Zaslov and Amazon and Netflix and Apple, they aren't in the entertainment industry. They're in the no, that's business. Not that's not true. Well, you know, like... They are in the entertainment industry but big wait a time. Apple... And, you know, if Apple and Amazon, which I have a new special on. Merged, they'd be Apple's on. No, but if they... <laughs> now at Apple's on Google, Mark, the, there's the, one store. <laughs> they they make their money, you know, in different ways, don't they? They do. They have a big pile of money, obviously, that they, especially Apple and Amazon have the these this source of money that is not entertainment, whereas entertainment can be basically their side piece, which it is. That doesn't mean they don't take it seriously or that they don't want to succeed. You don't, I mean, you they don't, don't want to lose you don't money. Think the, and they just want the prestige. You don't think Apple and Amazon... Oh, they want to be at those award shows. Yeah. Of course they do. And they want to make good television. And they want to make money. And this is... There's nothing that's more guaranteed than Americans are going to sit on their fat fucking asses and watch a lot of screens. Yeah. So you 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 really need to get into that business. But you're right. They have crazy money. But he, see, here's the thing: the technology, as you are, I think correctly point out, it changes, and then everything else has to change behind it. That's the problem. Is that uh, somebody had a great line? They they said. It's like there are dinosaurs suing the Ice Age. You know, know, when the technology changes, that's the dealer in this game, is right. the technology. What it deals you are the cards you have to play. Now, in the earlier strike, the writers went out, and what did TV do? They invented the reality show yeah. and put more of them out of work than ever. This time... They're striking against the streamers who are were looking for a get-out-of-jail card for how much they overspent. They have tons of stuff in stock, so they have no reason to want to, like, settle this strike. So they struck at just the wrong time. They have no leverage. Has anyone who's watching TV, I think... Scott Galloway pointed this out. Has anybody who's watching TV recently noticed a difference? Has it affected the person down the pipeline? I don't think so. I haven't noticed a difference. Now, at some point, I guess that will happen. And what that's going to like, what what day is that when that comes? When Netflix runs out of what they have at the at, in the warehouse, um, and then what? We all demand that the studios settle with the. Writers, I mean, they're going to settle at some point. There's going to be a number. Yeah. But you have to get into a room. My other question about this is, why doesn't the governor of the state of this, of the state of California, which this is a very big business in, this is entertainment. We're like what cars are to Detroit. Why doesn't he or were. jawbone? You know, jawbone, when presidents get the leaders of industries who are at odds in a room, and crack their heads together well, if and you're say, running for president 
Why would you want to alienate the money or the most important voices? Oh, now you've opened an interesting can of worms, Mr. Gaffigan. So, first of all, you think Gavin Newsom is running for president? I think he's uh, the likely alternative. That's interesting because I remember, I like Gavin a lot. Now, I hope he runs for president because I think getting to the national stage would help with the one thing I have a trouble have trouble with him about, which is sometimes he's way too cuckoo, woke left bullshit. You know the California well, he was shit. He was the mayor of San Francisco, right? Yeah, but you know it, that was a different time, and fighting for gay rights was you know a great Noble. thing yeah. at a at a time when it that fight was still going on and needed to be fought on that level i remember moving to new york in the early 90s and i think there was um a per, you know like i think uh some gay activists had shut down the brooklyn bridge and everyone was like what the hell is going on really and they want they want <clears throat> equal rights, and everyone was like, yeah, they should have equal rights, and they and they want to get married. It's like in 1990, people were like, well, they right. don't need to get married, right? <clears throat> they don't need to get married, exactly. So like, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is me even saying that now sounds incredibly insensitive. I mean, Barack Obama was like, I believe in civil unions, and then he evolved, right? right. But like, so I mean, there all this stuff. I'm kind of like. Why not just err on the side of compassion on some of this? I'm not talking about like the total yes, cuckoo stuff. I, well, but. liberals have always been on, <clears throat> on the side of compassion. I'm also on the side of reality. Everybody's always busy and it's hard to find wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with meals delivered straight to your door. So you'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. And I know because Factor sent me their food and it was so good that my chef threatened to quit. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store, which may be in a mall, which means if you're in California, you greatly reduce your chances of getting caught in a smash and grab. And forget the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Choose from more than 34 weekly dietitian approved meals and level up with Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. And during the day, avoid that bag of chips or candy bar with lunch to go. Effortless meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com random50 and use code random50 to get 50% off. That's code random50 at factormeals.com random50 to get 50% off. If you're hiring, you know that it's incredibly hard to attract top talent at a fair price. Last week, my gardener asked that his rate be raised to $70 an hour. $70? Because I have this massive shrub on my property that's very hard to trim. Wink, wink. It's the worst case of 70s bush I've ever seen. But seriously, with the current labor market conditions, hiring is harder than ever. That's why you want a partner who gets it. Zip Recruiter. 
ZipRecruiter knows how tough it is right now, but they've figured out solutions for the problems you're facing. See for yourself right now. You can try them for free at ZipRecruiter.com random. To reach more of the right people, ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 job sites. And they do it fast, too, because they use smart technology, which makes me wonder, who would use dumb technology? ZipRecruiter lets you invite the most qualified people to apply to your job with no surprise costs. Team up with a hiring partner who understands what you need. ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com random. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com random. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So, but I didn't know you lived in New York. I do. Oh, you live still in New York? I still live in New York. But I got, you know, it's so interesting when you talk about- you're from Indiana, right? I am. Yes. And so- I always see, see that's funny. I see, I see you as so Midwest, and I mean I that know. in a good way, because I love the Midwest, and I love playing there, and I love the people, because, you know, when you're in the Midwest, no one is uh, looking around the room to see if there's a bigger star. Right. Because when I'm in the room, there never is. Because <laughs> we're in the Midwest. Anyway, but... Uh, no, I've uh, lived in New York for 30 years, and people in New York don't even know I live there. Yeah, so. you know, Martin Scorsese used to say this funny story about he, he lived in California for 10 years, and he said the entire 10 years I was out here, People would see me at a party, at a party, and they'd always say the first thing, "How long are you out here for?" <laughs> He's like, "I live here." <laughs> so it just doesn't compute that Martin right. Scorsese lives yeah, in yeah. California. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Then. And you don't live in, uh, you still live in Indiana. Yeah. No. Where do yeah. you? So you, what? What neighborhood are you? I in? live uh, in the East Village. Yeah, I bet you do. There's some pricey, nicey shit there. Yeah. Look at um, you, East Village. You're hipper than me. I'm. I'm, I'm out here in my suburban. But you know, during the pandemic, we got a place in this in the in Westchester, and I love it. But uh, you know, we're so mostly you have both. In the city. Yeah, you're very successful. But I never craft. thought that I never thought that I'd uh, you know, growing up in suburbia, I never thought that I would want to. I thought that it was horrible. And, you know, I got some land I like. I mean, you've got a nice place here. So let's go back to the thing you said um, about, like, when you were, what did you say? Like, what, what were you dreaming of when, like, I knew I wanted to be a comic when I was, I would, I would say seven. Wow. Really, I, I remember the Smothers Brothers had a, a show before their famous show. I'm sure the kids are like, what famous show? <laughs> okay, well, they had a famous show, kids. But then they had a sitcom where, did you know this? It was no, like I didn't early, know that. Like early, it was like one of the first shows I watched. It was a sitcom where Tommy was an angel. Really? Yeah. Okay, so um, I used to, and he had a, like this kind of stuttering way of delivering his comedy. That was his shtick. And I imitated that when I was seven. I remember at a Christmas party. I do have that memory, and I think I was oh, seven. Wow. Imitating Tommy's mothers and getting laughs. Yeah. You know, of course, your aunts are a pretty easy crowd, especially if you're seven and you're adorable. <laughs> you're just, no, but, but it's... I, I would think that the I kind of maybe got the bug that night, you know? Yeah. Um, no, you sit there and you wonder where you get the bug. Because there's the bug. And by the way, a lot of people get the bug, but some people... 
But, like, in my family, I'm considered third funniest, but I'm the only one that went into it. Well, I think they flattered themselves. No, well, you know, I mean, some of it. <laughs> there are funny people that don't take the plunge, right? Well, there are, it's so, I mean, it's so hard to handicap. When I think about, like, all the people I started with, I'm sure if you handicap that field, you know, Seinfeld, certainly, we were contemporaries and you know larry david and um stage you know, five some of them were what stage five what's that his five stages of drinking larry miller no i just did i say larry miller oh did you say i larry? meant to say larry david larry david oh sorry um they were jerry and larry were a little before me and you're wait, are you on the road with jerry seinfeld i i'm doing some shows now why do you why do the two of you yeah who need help selling tickets um not at all. Why? 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 Why are you working together? Just because you like it. Some of it, it, yeah. I mean, well, it's it's one of it's similar to the conversation we're having, and why you are probably doing this because it's fun to hang out with other comedians. That's true. I should. Do and it. so it is. It gives us an opportunity to do a show. And we do this in New York City all the time. We'll do a show at Gotham, and then we'll hang out afterwards, usually just for half an hour, 45 minutes. And it will just be talking about comedy because some of it is, you know, like I think of Jerry as kind of uh, this comedy Socrates, you know, where you can sit there oh, and for sure. you remove, you know, he doesn't engage in gossip. He engages in discussions of comedy, which all comedians do. But we can sit there and, you know, the some of it is the craft of joke writing is, yeah. you know, it's fun. And he was, and you know, you know it's funny, I mean? but he was, he was ahead from the beginning. Wow! Like there was never a time. Like I, I got to New York in '79. I think he was a couple of years before me. I think he started in 76 at the company. Yeah. So, but he was always like this calm, head of the class guy, like not uh, arrogant about it, just was like aware. I think he yeah. was like <laughs> of what you had to do to like get on TV and be successful and like do this act that was um, like everyone could get. Yeah. But insulted yeah. not the smart did not insult the smartest person in the room we also loved it i certainly did yeah that yeah. i mean just to, to maintain that you know and for his birthday i gave him this little rabbit that i had made <laughs> it's hard to find a rabbit you can find a bunny but yeah. you know i always i because i was saying to him you know he was always the rabbit that we were chasing oh wow and i had it inscribed to the rabbit we never caught oh wow you know because and uh and it's funny, right from the beginning, you know, and it's funny, he and, Len, he and Leno, who was, you know, another giant, you know, maybe the two successful, most successful ones that in the last 40 years, right? I mean, The Tonight Show for 22 yeah, years, yeah. Seinfeld. Also, like, the two solidest people. Wow. I hope that says something good about comedians in general. Like the yeah. two, don't you agree? Like yeah. the most, like, like you would not be wrong. People have that. What would uh, Jesus do? Bracelet. What would Leno do? Right. <laughs> you right. know, what would Jerry do? Because they they just don't do shady, sloppy, wrong yeah. thing. They're very mature. Way more mature than me. 
Yeah, <laughs> and also inexhaustible. Yes. Right. Iron it's J. Like, it's not good. It's not good enough. No, we'll, we'll find something else. Oh, yeah, I see. Good. Yeah, that's it. Like Jerry's <clears throat> always, there's something, I kind of call him a robot because he doesn't get distracted by no. emotions. He, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he could be an alien. Like, <laughs> you know? That he, 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 there's something, yes, that's right. I understand. But, of course, that's not true. He's very human. Yeah. I love on his show that he, like, on the coffee show, he's he's so much more curmudgeonly. Oh yeah. Than maybe partly because of age, you know, he's older than he was on his show, or maybe just you know it was a, it's a different forum. But I love that side of him. That it, he's got a lot of W. C. Fields in him too. Well, I, I no think, patience with you know people's. I think that's the greatest compliment of a comedian is if you can go beyond a decade. Because I think that hmm. there is something, you know, as we sit there and we talk about the zeitgeist shifting and things and norms changing and stuff like that, and, and they should be questioned and everything. But, like, if you can't see the rules in front of you and adjust and recalibrate, that's... Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, that's why Carlin was so special. That's why... Right. You know, Seinfeld, that's why, I mean, I don't think people give Chris Rock enough respect. It's like, he's like a master joke writer, but like, he was the, in some ways, the king of the 90s, and then 2023 is still kicking. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, no. He's great. I and, saw his last one. Yeah, because he was always... Uh, you know, stand up first. Like he never yeah. like gave it up for acting. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I can fit in both. Yeah. Just like you know, I do real time, and I never gave up stand up because I never would. Why would I? And some of it, I remember I seeing you on. Remember Bob Costas' oh. show? Was it later? Yes, I did. I oh, I remember doing that. It was when I was first on the air with Politically Incorrect. Um, and had, it was you like, talked about laugh years. Oh, I. God, it was 1994. Who the fuck knows what I talked about? You remember that? I don't remember. Yeah. But I do remember feeling very arrived because I did not, because that was a great show, Bob. It was that. a great show. And it was also a one-on-one. -on -one, like, you had to be somebody that, okay, so it was 1.30 in the morning, but it was still a show that, you know, I'd seen a lot of cool people on it. Yes, yes. A lot of musicians. Yeah. And he, he was, and he's also and he's a sponge. Oh, oh. You know, he is like the knowledge. Oh, and Costas is amazing. Not just sports. Yeah. What a mind. What do you this, do on the road? What, like, like you're going, when you, when you say you're having a tour, like I go yeah. for weekends and that's like. Um, yeah, no, I'm mostly cool. weekends. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, I'm mostly weekends. And I'm, you know, it's ever evolving. Oh. You know, sometimes it's. Um, you know, smaller theaters where I can get reps, and sometimes it's bigger theaters. When you get what? Repetition, you know. Repetition. So I can do two a night, like the Wilbur in Boston. What? You do two shows a night? I know. What but it's good for... Okay. It's for, you know, you know... Oh, good. Is there another glass there? Yeah. Or what? is that for your booze? I can use this, this one. Here, this is a clean glass. You want okay, water? Sure. Is that sparkling? No. Baby needs part. No, this is, is this my that's, water? Uh, you'll like that. That's what is my, that's my uh, stevia soda. Stevia soda? Yeah, it's good. 
Put it on ice. <laughs> I feel like some English um, guy doing a commercial. What was Try I just it talking on about? Ice. The uh, what? I don't know what we were just talking about. Seinfeld or something? Yeah, uh, the so you do, Oh no, you're, oh, I you're, do different size venues. You do two shows a night. You're nuts. Sometimes, sometimes. Okay. You have to stop hanging out with Seinfeld so much. Hang out with me a little. Sometimes. I, I'm going to corrupt you. I'm going to be the person. See, this is why wives don't like me. They really, <laughs> Do you think your wife would like me? I, yes. Oh, good. Well, she, so. you know, she would, she would probably argue with you. But you'd, <laughs> you, you wouldn't want someone that would just agree with you. Why not? Of course I would. Unless I'm wrong. What? Um, I don't understand that thing where people are like, Ah, my wife, I love her. She keeps me grounded. Oh, <laughs> oh, joy. I was doing all this soaring, and luckily I had this bitch to slap me back now. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like people who, like, um, are controversial sometimes just for the sake of being controversial. Yeah. You know, just if you truly disagree about something, of course. Um, but mostly... Be a good hang. Yeah. Be a good hang. Like... Yeah. Like, are we having to fight isn't, about anything? No. Isn't that what life is all I about? I think so. Yeah, that's a pretty damn important thing. I, I think so. So, right. but, well. I love acting, and I think that's, I'm convinced that when I get on a movie set, that that's my MO. Is like, yeah, you're actually a good actor. Oh, thanks. I was very surprised. I'm like, I want, because, and some of it is having had my own show and been on the other side, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to be the pain in the ass. I'm not going to be that. Because, you know, some actors, about what? friends that I love, you know, they're just kind of, oh, they sure. have a habit of complaining or oh, something like that. Or they're kind of just, there's a problem. Whereas, like, what you want when you're on set is you want a soldier. And so when I get on set, I'm a, shul, a soldier. And I'll pitch ideas, and if they don't like them, I don't right. give a shit. I don't no. get in the way. And it's exactly the right attitude to have. Right? I mean, I'm shows. sure when you're dealing with your writers on your show, you're like, please pitch ideas, but don't throw a fit if I don't respond to it. Oh, they know. Respond to it. <laughs> they, of course, know this. They know this years ago. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing you have to understand as a writer. And not to get back to that writer's strike shit, but, like, really, there, there are some kooky ideas about, like, uh, every writer's room... I think they're demanding to have 10 people. Okay, that is micromanaging the creative process. And there is already... Really? That's part of the thing? That's certainly what I heard. Wow. I mean, it was written on the bathroom wall at Mr. Chow's. No, I, that, that's my understanding, is that that's one of the demands, is every writer's room has to have 10 writers. I mean, CBS already has a rule every writer's room has to be 50% people of color. And my joke was, <laughs> what if it's a show about a, a polka band in a ski town? Yeah. Still, you know, I'm all for diversity, of course. Uh, I'm all what for- if it, What if it's the, the TV what, version of women talking, which was all about right. these white women in the cult? I mean, number of people, makeup of people. I mean, this is not the creative process. The creative process cannot work under these circumstances of having someone stand over your shoulder 
and tell you how to do the job of creating a piece of art. Would you agree with that? Well, I think that's, uh, I mean, I agree with the premise of that's why HBO succeeds is that they don't get in the way of the creative people, right? Isn't that correct. why it worked? Cor correct. You are completely correct. And that is how they made it. And that's their... why the streamers, you know. And that's how HB HBO had that all to themselves for a long time. They were the only ones doing that, which is why everyone wanted to work there. And then, of course, the other knuckleheads at some point caught on and was like, okay, I get it. You only attract the big talent when you make the deal with them that you let them do what they do. Right. And HBO has had plenty of flops. Anybody remember John from Cincinnati? Yeah. Or Hung? <laughs> I, mean, I saw Hung. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying, not everything is a home run, and yeah. that's and that's what they let the people do. They artists sometimes fail, yeah, and but their but their batting average is very high and very good, and that's you know. But you yes, once you start this micromanaging, comrade, I just think we're off into a not, into a not a not a good place. I know they got mad at Mike White because he writes White Lotus all by himself. Oh, really? Yeah. And a lot of the great writers do. Yeah. They just don't, I don't think Aaron Sorkin needs a big writer's room. And if he does, can, can he decide how many and who? No? Because that is getting a little communist for me. Yeah. Hey, I got you to agree with that. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I you live in that. Right, who's the weirdest person? I guess you can't. Jim, you live in the East so Village, fun. and you know, I know it's all the hippies. They get a hold of your mind. The, you, uh, you know, you're really the hippie. I'm open to new. I ideas. know. What? So, who is the craziest? You can cut this out of the podcast. Who's the person that's been most wasted in here? That I would be shocked. Uh, we don't cut. Like, we don't cut anything out of the podcast unless you want to cut out um but i don't want to like if you're like clinton was passed out on that couch no, i I, I, I think because I, <laughs> I feel like the I intimacy this, here is that you, you're I, like you oh, can come here and get fucked up and, and don't worry can, about it and you have you, if you have to watch the richard dreyfus episode and that will answer your question and i'm very fond of richard dreyfus yeah and and uh, i think it is a tribute to him that uh, I believe he had a back issue and uh, may have needed some medication for that. But, I mean, he is uh, horizontal in that chair for a lot of the show. And that, okay, so that was... Them yeah. laughing. <laughs> well, I mean, and, 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 and to his great credit, if you just listen to it, you yeah. don't know that this guy is three-quarters of the way to the floor. You just, really? yeah, because he's still a engaging, interesting, intelligent man and speaker. And he, again, if you, it's kind of like the Kennedy-Nixon debates. You know, they said if you, the people who listened to the debates on radio thought that Nixon won. But the people who watched the debate on TV thought Kennedy won because Kennedy was good looking and Nixon, Nixon was, sweating. Had a, was sweating and had a five o'clock shadow and looked like Nixon. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that. The people who, <laughs> who just heard Richard Dreyfus, they thought he won the debate. But when you saw it, 
But no, I mean, I don't uh, ever like force people to smoke or drink. I mean, it's just, yeah. I wanted to create an atmosphere here with the cameras basically unnoticeable. Yeah, so Hidden smart. in the walls. So smart. Um, nobody else in the room. And just talk with people who I would be doing this with anyway, yeah, maybe, so if the, we... People are not playing to someone that's laughing over there. It's no. It's hey, just, there's my friend. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> or you, like, hey, dude, look this up on the computer. I mean, it's just it just makes it, that's not like life. That's not what life is. When I actually hang out with my friends at home, I don't like have a dude on the computer to look shit up. You know, I can look it up myself on the light, magic light box. But I, I want to visit you in in Greenwich Village. I want to see your house. I want to meet the kids. Oh, it's just chaos. Well, I know. And so how often... Just to see if I'd made the right decision. I feel like you are the perfect person to well, give me the... It, so that you won't, you won't regret any of it. Because I live in chaos. I live in a, a pretty much a chaos. How old is the youngest one? Ten. And Ten. the oldest is 19. And I love them and I would do anything. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. Disclaimer. I love my kids. Who, who's ever going to be out there going, you know what? I fucking hate my kids. Yeah. But, uh, okay. But I would like to um, not just visit. I'd like to spend the night. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to sleep in your bed. And uh, So, do you snore? Let this, me just see This may snore. sound a little Michael Jackson, but I'd like to sleep. No. <laughs> um yeah, I, 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 I mean, we all wonder sometimes whether we chose the right path in life. I feel like you, we could do like a... <laughs> we could do a Freaky Friday. Uh, yes, let's, I was going to say, or we could do a whole show where we switch, you know, like, uh, that's a very popular thing they do yeah, in movies like and TV shows. Wife show. Swap. Wife Swap. Or, but there's also movies where, like, Ryan Reynolds' body goes into Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? And it's always people who are exactly us. That's why it would work for us. Because we are actually opposites <laughs> on that, you know? Like, you would and be And then the crazy. lesson in the end is like, I like my own life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know it'll definitely what? be my end. <laughs> I miss my pot. I miss but my kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Boy, we've been in here. Wait a minute. Do we have to stop? Yeah. I I, I wouldn't have. Uh, I'm I such a good time, but, but only for... only because Sharon's here. Yeah. And, and we have to, you know, for, for economic reasons, you have to shoot two in a day. I understand. And, and you, know, you don't want to make her wait. And I don't want to make her no, wait. No, that's not fair to her. But I could talk to you for a lot longer. When, when, I, when I'm staying over, we'll catch we'll up. We'll stay over. Um, and I'd like to also and help. We're all going to Hawaii. You're flying my whole family to Hawaii. Uh, that, uh, that's over. We've, You're I not fly. doing that anymore? No, I pulled the plug after last year. Why's that? You know why? Because victim of my own success, when I started that, nobody would even book Hawaii. They said it's a completely oh, dead market. And we proved that it is not a dead market. And now everybody wants to do it. New Year's, of course. Why wouldn't you want to be in Hawaii New Year's? You can't get the, the blaze down. Anybody who I could, you know, I always brought two comics. Anybody who I could get who would sell tickets <clears throat> can do it on their own. So they do. So there's way more competition. It's hard, you know. It's just it just became. And do you have a place in Hawaii? No. Well, then why don't we do it in uh, April? 
No, or why? <laughs> why don't we do it in? Uh, I'll go to Hawaii, Tahiti. Well, I got to stay over in the village first. I got to test you your know, family out. But like, if, I don't just take any family with me on vacation. Or why don't we go somewhere in Mexico? You know what? Why don't you and the wife have a romantic night? I'll take the kid. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Cool. But that was I'm really this drink, but a uh, lot of fun. Club. So I can't even watch Sharon. That's a no-no. Of course you can. No, but it's like I I can't be the third wheel. Oh,